There we go. <laughs> Get with the programming. I am Chase Singer. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grunler. Wolfie. And it's not a true show if I don't like the year off, totally right? screw up. Is this our first show of 2024? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The takeover. <laughs> the takeover. What's up, everybody? Steven. Spin. Judy. Kenneth. Barclay. Draw your dagger. Hello, everyone. Ryan, six-person teams, four on the floor at once. Ooh, you're getting dangerously close. Dangerously close, Ryan. Corey, Jeffrey. Ridgeline Realtor? That's kind of a cool name. Oh, yeah. Ridgeline Realtor, Colorado Living. What's up? Your housing prices. (laughs) (laughs) Alyssa Chelsea, welcome, everyone. We are here to fix the team competition for the CrossFit Games uh, when would you say the team competition peaked? Um, the year, I would say the year uh, after Rich took second. Mm, the year after? The, the year after. And the reason I say that is because I think everyone wanted to know if he was going to be able to bring the team back. So Got everyone it. would tune in because it was like, oh, Rich. I mean, I don't think anyone that year expected Rich to lose. I mean, Adrian's team was great. They mm-hmm. did; they were amazing. Um, that was twenty seventeen, right? So twenty eighteen. Twenty yeah, twenty seventeen is when they lost to Wasatch. Yeah, and they came um, back I, for twenty eighteen. I think twenty eighteen because everyone then was curious about what was going to happen because I don't think anyone expected Rich to ever lose. Mm. Okay, I'm, I'm with Spin. I think it peaked in twenty seventeen when they lost because after that they just laid waste to everyone every year until Rich is like, I'm done. <laughs> I, I agree. I totally agree with that. But I think everyone was tuning in to see if they would be able to come back. I don't think anyone thought they were going to lose. I thought it was like, well, Ritz going to win again. Uh, I think, Ritz okay, I would say maybe they did that in 2018. But after that, like, hundred percent, there was no 100%. tuning in. It was just it was just tuning in to watch Rich. Right, 100%. All of that was Rich. It, it was, yeah, I was going to, oh, I was going to throw something out there. And I shouldn't, I can't do that yet. Oh, no, no. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ooh, I, I, okay. I think that you are, I think that you are very right on that. Um, it was, it was only, it was only to watch Rich. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, and when, when Rich pulled out and decided not to do teams anymore, as much as I think that was a great thing for him. Yeah. I think that was like, if I was, I mean, everybody in the, in the CrossFit space should have been like, uh Oh, we need to have another big story and mm. needed to go hunting. And of course, small team. So they couldn't really go hunting for a new story. But I think that opened up for everyone else thinking like, okay, sweet. Now we can actually get some people in there because everyone's almost like an unknown. Yeah. I mean, virtually. Yeah. And I can see a spin scene. And what you're saying is like, Hey, is this going to be it? And then you're like, Oh no, it's not. And this, this is just the beginning of like, yeah. Mayhem won by t- in 2018 by 112 points over Invictus X. Uh, thank you, Spin. And then after that, it was like 200 points. It was over by Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> then they had to just like make up stuff, right? It's like, okay, we're going to change the rules to super teams. And it made it even worse. 
Like the year the super team, and I think uh, Chelsea was talking about this in 20, 2019, which is the only, if this was your only time watching the CrossFit games, I'm sorry. Like you, this is a bad year altogether, but like it was the biggest, like I think margin of victory on teams ever. And it was the year of like no rules. So they're like, oh, well th- maybe this will be the year that people get competitive with CrossFit Mayhem. We're like, nope, worst year ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, why? Let me ask you. Why do you think that that was the case? Why do you think that with the super teams, um, it ends up being less of a competition? I mean, I have my idea what it is. Honestly, do, do you mean what do you mean by less of a competition? Um. So when it was the worst thing because it was the biggest blowout, right? Yeah. So what I see with the super teams. Um, or the idea of the super teams and why I, I mean, really why I think that that was like a negative shot was there aren't that many athletes that were going to be high end that all are going to like gravitate to one place. Like they went to rich cause they, cause it was rich. Okay. And everybody only wanted to go to rich. I mean, they, there are people that tried to come up with something, you know, they tried to yeah. put some, some things together. Um, but I think that overall, um, there aren't enough high level athletes that can be, um, as tight. Right. When you're just developing super teams and like, I mean, and really like what's the, what's the financial gain to do something like that? Like if you're going to be on a team, it's like, there's gotta be a reason to do that. At least if you're an individual, mm-hmm. you can kind of move yourself around and figure out what you're, what you're doing it for. But like, if I'm putting all my eggs in a basket to take this, the spotlight off myself to join this group. I want to join the group. Right. You know, I don't want to be the. <sighs> Unless you went the Wasatch route and it's like, we are going to beat the group, but they did everything you are supposed to do to beat that group. And I think what you're talking about is that the reason why super teams never worked is because nobody worked together as hard nobody. and often as Mayhem did. And they had a leader like Rich Froning. There's a reason why Rich is the greatest, right? It's because he is the alpha, the leader, the dictator. And I mean that in a positive sense, meaning he tells people what to do. Now, he's not an overlord, right? But like, there's no one. I mean, imagine having Rich there. Just be like, everybody's looking at him. There's no argument. There's no, everybody is bought in. It's, uh, I mean, not to make a comparison of like careers, but it's like Michael Jordan. Like you get on the court and we listen to Mike like there's no questioning. I mean, maybe, maybe there was, but like, then he punched you in the face, like a la Steve I, Kerr. But. I, I don't think that there was any, because like, how can you line up now? Even, even if you beat him in a particular, you know, whatever training workout that they're doing that day, like he was so far above the rest of the field. Yeah. That really everyone else is going to be like, Hey, you lead the way and we'll smash everybody else down right mm-hmm. behind you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and, and who else, who else out there has that sort of, I don't even want to call it charisma, just, just star power that like everyone's got, yeah. you know, the magnet to pull you all in. I mean, they thought Annie had that. I would say like Annie would have that power, especially who she brought in, but it was such like a hodgepodge group of people. And I don't mean to say like they're unworthy of like, they, they, they didn't have enough time together. They just, yeah. They're not enough time. And that'll go into part of um, my team stuff is like you pulled from, two people in the U S at different parts of the world and someone from Australia and just like threw them all in Iceland for the first time together for a matter of months and thought that was going to work. Well, I mean, and do they have the skills? Yeah. 
But as we've seen, mm-hmm. it's not just the skills. You have to be high level, but then have time together. Rich's yeah. crew, like those guys all train together. And mm-hmm. the thing is that there's people in the woodworks right behind them. So maybe you're not on the team this year, but two years down the road, you are on the team. <laughs> yeah. You go from like, you know, freedom to, you know, all kind of make your way up. Yeah. And uh, you're all doing the same thing. So you, you, have, you have your reserve team. Right. Which I think is something that we should be talking about today. As well. Ah, yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, let's see before we get to it. Kenneth said, just rebrand to the actual affiliate cup. That's dead. That'll never happen. Sorry, guys. Everybody that wants the affiliate cup back, it'll never happen. They can't do it anymore. The, the, the way they try to hold on to that and regulate it just caused more problems and more, I would say, it created more disingenuous competition of fake addresses, but I live here. Like it just, yeah, it made it so much worse. Right. So like those, uh, and and I'm on team affiliate cup. I, I, I coached and assembled four teams that qualified and competed at the CrossFit games, the highest team placing seventh. Right. I know about the affiliate cup intimately. I miss it. It'll never come back unless it's in some type of off season format or some weird thing in the open, but like you just guys, you guys got to drop it. Sorry. It's gone. (laughs) It's gone. But what we are bringing back segue is the new cross it games team competition. We're not calling it the affiliate cup. It's worthless to call it that anymore. It's basically it's, it's not right. (sighs) I am. You're right. You're right. (laughs) You know, you're right. Uh, but before we get there, speaking, humbly speaking, humbling, humbly, may I humbly suggest, <laughs> I'm going to humbly su- suggest, yeah. uh, uh, a big shout out to, uh, and a huge announcement. And <laughs> I would humbly like to say he was the first person we had on the podcast about said things like, I don't know, Z score. Uh, we used to call him Travis <laughs> or Taylor, <laughs> but it's Mr. Tyler Watkins. Uh, the Heat One app, which is the most and official, legit CrossFit fantasy competition app out there, is partnering with Wadapalooza officially, and they are now giving out prizes for winning. $14,000 of prizes for the Heat One app. And here's the best part. You win thousand dollars vip pass to wadapalooza 2025 right a three-month membership the pliability shirt and some swag i mean you used to get nothing all we got was bragging rights totally it's yeah. basically like me and john young shitting on everyone else because we won both individual team last year for water no big deal sorry is that another that's an actual brag that's just a legitimate <laughs> suck it me and john young crushed everyone second place Right, you get all this swag. Like you don't even need it, guys. This thing is so much fun. The Heat One app. You can pick your top ten in order. I believe you can do it for individual and teams. And there's a, like a Lat Am competition going on. Yeah, which is pretty sweet. <clears throat> and then eleventh place, try soon. <laughs> so great. You can pick your. Uh, let's see, it's the shot caller, so you can pick uh, the top ten. Right teams and individuals, and then you can pick what the shot caller is, is you basically get uh, two athletes, or you can place an athlete in one event twice Yeah, at the most. 
right? But uh, what they have going on, so go to your app, whatever, you know, if you're an Android poor person, that's okay. But I'm sure you have an app store there too. You may have to mail it in. Maybe you have to ride it yourself. But uh, for those of you who have iPhones, I'm just kidding, uh, <laughs> is, uh, God, I hate when the bubble turns green. I'm sorry. Um, I'm phone, I am, uh, what is it? Phoneist. I'm trying to think of like a, a term for racist, but for cell phones. <laughs> I am that. I am that. But uh, I actually think iOS changed where they can, uh, they make the group chat or text uh, a little bit better. But I just don't add those people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We would do that with uh, like some friends like, hey, listen, we're just going to leave your husband off this. Just inform him of what we're doing yeah, on Saturday. Totally. <laughs> but if you guys haven't downloaded the Heat One app, please do. It's freaking awesome. Congratulations to Tyler and his team. They've been working on this for a long time. We've got to be, we've got to play this for a while. And regardless of the prizes that are coming out, which are phenomenal, it's just a freaking blast. Absolute freaking blast. Um, Other news. Uh, I don't know if anybody saw recently, but... uh. OG culture is absolutely murdering it right now. Like we are crushing the gear. And have you seen the uh, OG new OG cult swag that just came out? Oh yeah. Are you kidding me? Of course I have. <laughs> I mean, that's a stupid question. <laughs> absolutely stupid question, but check this out. They'll actually be in Wadapalooza. There will be a booth. So if you guys are traveling from afar, especially we get a lot of it. If you guys are, um, coming from overseas where shipping, shipping is quite, uh, significant. Our new gear. Look at that, that, dude. How that sick is that? Look sick. <laughs> Just, you got pukey in the background with cult sprayed over the top of it. We got t-shirts. We've got tank tops. We've got the, uh, long sleeve. Dude, I cannot. Uh, that right there, I want for for Laura. She loves crop oh, tops. Laura could rock a crop top. She would. She dig that. Actually, you want to know what's funny? My, I mean, I kind of want this, daughter. but I don't have the belly for it. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter would love that too. It's so funny. She loves a little the crop. crop. <clears throat> the the crop, whatever brand Ken uses for this, so cool. every girl I talk to loves the crop top, just the way it fits. Yeah. It looks awesome. So we got that. We got that in a long sleeve. We got the sweater long sleeve for the ladies. We've got the sweater long sleeve for the men. All of this will be at Wadapalooza. It'll all be there. So go get it. If you guys are part of our programmatron group, if you support us on Patreon, you guys have a special code for this. It's 20% off the store. But if you order this new gear, and use a, another promo code that we emailed everybody. You get a free pair of OG socks. Another cool one. Another. And they're so soft. Where are they? We have them here. Oh, these guys. Check those out. And if you guys can't see at the top, it says just from left to right. Show up on the bottom. It's so sick. They've got black, they've got white. So if you guys are part of our Patreon crew, thank you so much. A way to appreciate you guys even more. You get a 20, <clears throat> 20% off discount code and then another code that if you use, if you buy one of these new fall swaggies, then you will receive a free pair of socks. You got to put it in your bot, like your shopping cart. You got to add it, use the code 
and then you get it for free. So that is what is happening outside the world of what we are going to talk about today. We are going to talk about teams. And a lot of talk has been like, do we need teams at the CrossFit Games? Should they cut teams at the CrossFit Games? Uh, Nobody watches teams. It's so confusing. And they're all correct. I feel like the team competition is in dire need of a makeover. And that is what we are here for. So Bill and I are going to walk through ideas. I've got two pages of (laughs) notes. Uh, Bill, I don't know if you wanted to go um, tit for tat or just I've I've got a flow from before season to quarterfinals to semifinals to cross the games and then add as or review. Uh, I here when you ask if teams should still be around, mm-hmm. and you pulled up the fact that you have two pages of notes, that right there tells me that the people that need to be running the team setup need to be that passionate about the teams. And I think that's good. That would be the first step. So I don't have this big, like drawn out plan. I have things that I think would help because like in all reality, I'm not big into the team. But just as a, as a, as a spectator, as a, as a fan, it's not like really what I'm looking at. It's fun to watch. They're fun to do. Um, but I don't see it as much as you do. So you definitely have a different spin on that. Um, I do think that uh, together, um, you know, probably what you have, and, and I, I know that a lot of things we have are going to be very similar. A lot of the ideas we're going to have be, will be very similar. Uh, so I think at the end of it, we'll have a nice little okay. uh, setup plan. But I think honestly, and I've said this about other parts. No, Bill did do his homework. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Um, I think that the the first step is that the teams have to be run by someone that is into the teams. It cannot mm. be yeah. a well, well. We'll just take the in the individual stuff and kind of morph it into whatever. Um, it has to be something that. And, and again, like I'll go back to the mission statement that we've talked about with like the open and the quarterfinals, whatever. There needs to be the same sort of thing, even for that. Something to understand, not just we want to get the fittest people that uh, that are grouped together. Yeah, like what is that supposed to look like? Because I think that that's the main the main issue. And the 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 first step for me would be I think you need to decide immediately whether you were going to be on the teams or not. Yeah, at the at the very beginning of the season, not beforehand. Like I, I mean, what would you say the open? You need to decide, or you say after the open? Uh, I have after the open. Okay. I'm giving a little bit of flexibility here, giving t- time for to prepare, but we're talking a matter of like five weeks, right? Because I would like the open to be purely one workout event a week. Everyone's playing in the same sandbox. Taking the 25 to quarterfinals is nothing for the competitive side. And so let's make it serious when things get serious. Like we said, is the open is now a buy-in to the competitive season, right? The open is currently our fitness fun run, as we've said in the past, our annual fitness checkup, right? To buy into the competitive season, then we start getting serious about the competitive nature of things. Although I will have a initial change at the very beginning of the season. So you want to start there? Yeah, let's start. All right. Now, after FitFest, everybody was raving about <clears throat> bringing this back. Bring it back. And clearly, you people forgot what it was like with six-person teams at the CrossFit Games all competing on the same floor at the same time. It's really easy when there's four of them 
out there filled with individual games athletes. It's a absolute shit show when there's at best 10 teams. That means there's 60 people. Yes, absolute chaos, Nivy. Absolute chaos out there, let alone the other 40 in total times six. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Let's just remember 240 random people's names out here on the competition floor while this event is going on and we have nothing but a sea of bodies, judges, and equipment for the next 25 minutes. Thrilling, right? However, we have said this in the past and we've always questioned this is why have a alternate when it's basically like, hey, you just sit in this corner and shut the F up for the next four days. And so what I'm applying is bring back six-person rosters. So six-person rosters and still have two alternates on the team. Why? Because in case of injury. For an example, it happened at the games this year is that a team checked in, one of their teammates broke their face off And then they weren't allowed to actually use their alternate because they had already checked in. So my caveat to this rule is we're going to have three men and three women on the team. We will have two alternates and that alternate will be available up and until the first event starts. After that, we are now playing a game. So just a little rule there. That alternate is available post check-in and before they take the stage or the floor or the field for the very first time. After that, so be it, right? So here's how I look at it. After the Open or during the Open, you'll take the top three men and women scores combined to make your team score just like they do now and they did in the past because it used to be two and two, but we'll now make it three and three. Nothing changes. They're doing the individual events. You just add them together and you make a team score. We move on to quarterfinals. Quarterfinals begin. Individuals and age groups are doing the same workouts on the same weekend. It's designed like that. You'll be on two separate leaderboards. The teams go separately. Before quarterfinals start, athletes must declare if they're going to individual or master's route or team route, and you will not be able to do both. Cannot, right? You have to pick one. We've said in the past, we have to do that before the open. Now I'm saying before quarterfinals. Why? Because once quarterfinals is underway and say we're doing inside the leaderboard, which we will do this year, we know exactly who's qualifying for individual and we know exactly who's going for team. And we are taking two direct paths to semifinals and projecting possibly down the future what the cross games could look like. So that's my pre-quarterfinals Submission teams of three, two alternates on the, on the back end in case of injury prior to competition. And that's where, and then you have to declare one way or the other before quarterfinal starts. You can't do both. Uh, I, obviously we've talked about that sort of a setup a lot. I think we've, we've, we brought that up so many times about what would make it better and things that we should do. And, and the fact of having those alternates and, and why, it is important, and f- I mean, for lack of a better word, it's just fucking fair, right? I mean, how can you have a team 
<clears throat> and expect everyone to be completely healthy all the way through and you have no yeah absolutely no chances to switch anyone through when you're going from you know from the very beginning of the season through quarters through semis and into the game i just, I just that doesn't make any sense to me at all yeah um i am of the same camp i like the six person team the teams of three just like you said um i like the idea of having the two alternates uh i am really of the proponent that even though the open everyone should be doing the exact same workouts i think that the as far as individual workouts um i really think that you have to sign up for whatever division you're doing at that point. And the reason I do, I say it early is because if I was doing any sort of competition anywhere, mm -hmm. I sign up at the beginning of that, whether it's a qualifying race or not, I sign up at the very beginning and I stay on that track all the way from start to finish. Yep. And it, it stops you from jumping. I, I think the, um, I'm just, a, I guess it's a little bit more aggressive than where you are going to having to do it at quarterfinals. And I don't think that it takes away from, anyone seeing how people are performing um whether it's the old way of putting the top three men in the top three of of that uh gym or of that team that you're putting together whatever um uh, but you need to call that out early so that you know who's on that team so that team is basically yeah a group the entire time for the entire season people i agree stepping into the masters you're stepping into the team you're stepping into the age group you're stepping into the individual from the very start so i love your numbers I, i'd stay exactly with those same numbers as well um i think that those two extra alternates um can be yeah and it's a trip because do they do they did you see them hanging on and i kind of do well i haven't got to the competitive roster yet okay okay so okay. that sounds spin to just like have some freaking patience <laughs> um so <laughs> mine would just be the exact same thing but i'm starting it at the beginning of when yeah. you turn in your very first event score of the open you have to say whether you are team masters yeah. whatever that's what I'm I, I am not opposed to that i'm just giving an extra like thing we don't have to deal with during the open and we can just all be doing the same thing at the same time together going forward right we're all on one leaderboard the team thing is a side piece anyways you just add some scores together yep. the other reason i didn't do that is because we're taking the top 25 percent of quarterfinals i don't think using tia Toomey's score when she's going individual for your team has any effect on anything because we're going to quarterfinals if this were say the old days of uh, open regionals 100 percent you have well, to declare that reason, beforehand. That's why I think that you should have to do it ahead of time. All right. Because I want to know who's going to be going into quarterfinals at whatever. I yeah. don't want people looking before. So it's like if T is on the team or she's her score gets your team yeah. to a high ranking, she shouldn't be able to do that. She should have to say, I'm an individual. So my score doesn't count mm -hmm. for the team. I agree. I and now they end towards the end of the that time period, they would remove scores from the individuals and then rescore the teams eventually. And, and honestly, whether it's at quarterfinals or open, it doesn't change the scope of the competition at the end of the day. It just makes people choose sooner. Right, right. So I'm with you. All right. Um, what is the other thing I had? Oh, a piece of the puzzle that will be important later down the road before anybody jumps down my throat and tries to skip to the end, spin, <laughs> is that... Spinning out right now. You can only compete in the citizenship semifinal region just like the individuals is. Yeah. So no more of this Hodge collection random assortment around the country to create a super team. 
for those that like the affiliate cup, we're going to take a taste, and this is foreshadowing, a taste of the invitational, and we're bringing it to the forefront of the team competition. Now, you can still have regional exemptions submissions just like the individuals, but the individuals and the teams will play by the same rules. Why is that? Because I want there to be representation at the games from semifinal regions specifically, not we all qualified out of North America East. Yes, Jeffrey, this was the this was the carrot or the olive branch to your horrible affiliate cup idea, right? We're taking the invitational model, US, Europe, Pacific, South America, right? We're taking that model and we're expanding it on top of the team landscape. So before the open, you can only compete on a team with people that are in your semifinal region. If you're in the North America East, you can only make a team of people that are competing in the North America East. The same with West, the same with Europe, the same with South America, Africa, Asia, and Oceania. Strict hard lines of who competes where before everything starts. I'll expand on that as we get through semifinals. How are you with that? Um, yeah, no, I I agree. They should be playing by the same rules as the as the indies are. Um, it is, I think, looking at the regional positioning like that for your for your citizenship to make to be on your team. Um, it is a nice middle ground between affiliate ish. And you, I mean, you could still get some good people that can move around in that region to come up with a great team. Yes. And I think that that's what it is. I think that that's what, that's what it should be. Plus it forces people that if they're in general, and, and I say this loosely, I guess, general vicinity, yeah. it allows them to train together. So you're not doing just a one year show to see, Hey, I mean, honestly, that's what Wadapalooza is for. <laughs> Do the thing where you put the people together from all over that names that you would never see and throw them out there to see what they do. But you want teams that are going to be committing to the idea of a team competition, which is we are a crew that works together, trains together. We will win together. We'll lose together. We will improve together. And you can't do that if you're in four different continents. You just It doesn't work that way. So it holds true to the idea of, and I think this would be something that would fit into the mission statement of what the team competition is, is we want your team to be a team. Yes. A team doesn't mean it's four people with four names on the sheet or right. six names on the sheet. From four different countries. Right. Right. So now we're taking everybody's favorite team competition. Nobody says the invitational is boring and everybody wants it back. And this is a precursor to what that could be. Okay. The thing here is that with those stipulations is that during the open, you must all do the open together in the same spot during quarterfinals. Obviously you don't have any choice because they're usually team events at the same time, but we're including the open when it comes to that. Right. Right. hundred percent. Yes. All right. So to recap, we're opening it back up to six team athletes on the competitive roster, three men, three women, and one alternate for each. Going into quarterfinals, <clears throat> semifinals, and CrossFit Games. You can only compete on a team that is comprised of everybody in your citizenship region. And I think that's really it for now. You must declare... Uh -huh. 
team or individual, I say before quarterfinals, you say before open, but at the very least, before quarterfinals begins, you will be on one track or the other. Right. Uh, Barclay brought this up. He said, and I gave my opinion on it, but he said, okay, so if you sign up and you are a alternate yeah. on the team, he's like, can you then go individual if you're on the alternate? I said no. Yeah. Because I think you need to pick the track. Yeah. Plus, if you're an alternate on a team, you're probably not making it to semifinals as an individual, but I don't want to paint well, that I mean, oh, brush. I think that's what I think you'd have to draw the line anyway. So. It's a team. You're either on the team or you're not. You're either buying in or you're out the door. Like this is competition. This isn't a one. Everybody gets to do whatever they want. We're drawing hard lines. Regardless of your position on the team. Yeah. You are on the team. Yes. And I think the biggest problem with the team competition right now is that it's so muddied with just absolute no lines drawn in the sand other than like dates and who's on the roster. Yeah. Right. Pick one. If you're going team, you're going team. If you don't, if you don't want to be the alternate and be left out, do better. It's called sports. <laughs> yeah. You have commitment issues. Then don't sign up for the team. Right. Go, go sign up for the team. All right. Now in guards of, I will say quarterfinals and semifinals, and this would be the games, I want to establish the types of events teams will have to do. Not what the events are, the types. And it'll be a hard set type. Here's where everyone will start to chime in. In the team competition, there will only be one event where all six will be participating at the same time. The other events will only be four or three or maybe even two, but there will never be a time where everyone's competing at the same time. So those two extra that we'd have outside the four can be used in different ways outside of the actual competition, right? So here we go. I propose that quarterfinals and semifinals must be and only will be six events. That's it. The games double. You have six events for quarters and semis, and you have 12 events at the CrossFit Games. My style of events, you have one event that is three men scored as their own event. You have another event that is three women scored as an only event. Those are two separate events. You have another event that I call like an individual full. So it's, and it's all six, but it's a relay waterfall style event where Everyone will get tested and you have to see how the whole sum of your parts compete against another team's whole sum of their parts. So you've done the men, you've done the women, you've done everybody. The next three, you have a four-person mixed team. So this is event four. Four-person mixed team, two men, two women, followed by a two-person mixed team that can only be used by the two people who didn't compete in the four-person if anybody knows their history, this was old school regional events. So whoever four do this, the other two do that. And now we have five events. The last event, the final event, will always be a four-person team event competing at the same time. And the other two will be allowed to sub in at any single time during that particular event. So now you have the teamwork, you have some... Sh- shell games. So six events in quarterfinals, six events in semifinals, three person men, three person women, full relay style with all six, 
four-person mixed, two-person mixed, and then a four-person team with two subs to interchange at any point in time during the competition. That's for quarterfinals and semifinals. So you're utilizing all six. Not all six will be at the same time, right? Now, I know people want the alternates to be as a sub in the game, but here's the problem. That's a Pandora's box. We talked about hard lines. It's like, okay, when do you get to use your sub? In case someone gets hurt, okay, what if they fake an injury? I fake an injury because the max rep deadlift's coming up, so I pull in you know, Donk from Crocodile Dundee to pull some weight off the floor. It doesn't work. You have to create a hard line. We're giving you a team of six. You're allowed to compete with this certain number, which means some people will be sitting out, some people won't, and you make the decision. Why? Because it's a team competition. Here's the event. Do it however you is best fit for your team. The program we have now is just weak link programming. You're at the mercy of your weakest athlete. That's not a team competition. It's people working together as a team, but at the end of the day, it's like, why don't we just see who the best is? When you go to the NFL and you play 11 on 11, offense for defense, you don't just say, this is your one spot as a defensive back and you have to guard this guy. That's not how it works. You play to your strengths. You attack people's weaknesses. It's a shell game. It's a competition. It needs strategy just as much as we need to test fitness of the old six. Okay, so... I love the idea of having a structured event style. Yeah. Um, and just not you know, type watch, of events. Well, I, and I think that, you know, the, uh, like watching the around the whiteboard the other day with, uh, Taylor and with, uh, Fikowski, um, on there, they were talking about the whole unknown and a noble. Piece. Right. Right. I mean, Kalipa has been I, I, boisterous about this for the individual competition. Right. I, I think I really feel that that, you know, when when it's thrown out, it's kind of a cop out statement. I, I do. I think that because of what the team is, you can't just say, well, you have no idea and we're just going to throw everything up in the air. I mean, if you want to if you want to really be able to test all of the people on your team, you have to have a structured way to do that. So I love the fact that you have a variety of different ways to do it. Generally speaking, that kind of works out. I mean, we see a lot of variety. You want the variety. Yeah. It's not just relays the entire time and waterfalls the entire time or right. pairs the entire time. So it allows everyone to open up. My question is, I like the hard line. Of if someone gets injured during the competition, yeah, how does that change the number of people that you have on there? Like, so let's say you have your... Uh, your final, what's four person, you have your two yeah. extra people that can be used at any time. Those two extra people, are they anywhere on the competition floor at any of those other events or only in the final? Oh, no, they're they're part of the team throughout it, right? Because you have you have them in your three women and three men. They're in there, right? Okay. So, so but like if- But so, say you go to the final, right? Okay, say you go to the final. Yeah. For most of these, rarely is it all six, save for one, right? Say someone gets injured going into the final. You cannot replace them, but at the same time, you're not, you don't have to use everybody too. You're just hamstrung of, okay, one of our guys got hurt before the final. He's our sub to offset our fatigue level, but it doesn't change the landscape of the competition. We're just going to have to do this with two. All right, let me ask this then. Uh, can you, or would you think that the idea or the best choice to do something like that would be that you must do your six person event to start 
because that way, if you get if you get anyone hurt, like let's say that the, the, the six person event is number five, mm-hmm. it's kind of hard lines. It kind of makes it easy, right? If you have if you need your six people and you're in event five, yeah, and you're out one person, yeah, are you now out? So here's what my day one looks like. I even have it on the days. So I'm looking at like a two day competition style, or or say three, right? Right. Day one, you can have the three men, three women. And the six person relay on day one. So the one that you have to use everybody to do well will be in the early stages of competition. But like, I can't perfectly hedge against someone getting hurt and a team getting knocked out. Again, at the end of the day, that's sports. You lose all your pitchers in a baseball game. You start pulling in the third baseman or whatever. And it's like, that's not going to do your team any good anyways. Right? So like, it can't be... We have an endless supply of bodies to throw in, right? Again, it's not perfect. It doesn't cover all the bases, but... Well, I, th- I think what it does, though, especially if you say, okay, the six-person or those, those two, two all-person events being on the first day, mm-hmm. it drastically brings the number down. Now, I've seen it in the past where, where athletes have gotten hurt on the first event. And the team and the team gets kind of screwed. I, I remember seeing that at one of the regionals way back. Um, so I know that it can happen, but I think that it drastically reduces the number of. Well, now we now we're out. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, with that number, and it, it's. It's a weird balancing act between trying to go, okay, are you going to use your subs as a, oh, what about this? You keep your subs, Mm -hmm. but if you ever use one of the subs, that person that's injured or whatever, that person's out. Well, yeah. So, I mean, like, it's like, you know, you said like, okay, we're, we're going to pull Donk in for the deadlift. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, that person that you're pulling out is now done. Right. But what if that event is event one and you put Donk in, then you pull him out for the rest of the week because you know, it sucks at everything. Like it, like I said that if you, no, no, you start with them. Right. Or you finish like the last event is a strength, but like, cool. Bring in, like bring in the ringer. Right. Like I said, hard lines doesn't fit everybody's desire, but this is the best, most, I would say. I don't like to use the fair word. No, no, no. It's it's the it it reduces. I don't think I don't think the right word is fair. It reduces the amount. Uh, reduces the bullshit. Inopportune competition. Right. It like, it reduces the uh, the poor sportsmanship. Right. Like if if you can only sub because of injury, then people are going to do their best to manipulate that to hundred percent. Right. So it's off the table. If someone gets injured, this is the best format I can use people with subs that are on the team in competition with three and three and mixed modal or mixed uh, co-ed groups. This is the best way we can do it while getting rid of that poor sportsman, toxic cheating group. When you leave doors open like that, people will try to break through the door. It does. It and I get it. It sucks. It sucks. I mean, the, the last, I, I just think, I think of, I think of, uh, you know, Kalipa's team. And, right. And but that's why you program to... something a little bit better. Well, uh, agreed. <laughs> agreed. <laughs> and, and when it's, and when it's programmed, when you have all the, generally speaking, mm-hmm. when you have all these great athletes early in the competition, they're not going to, I mean, I don't, 
I'm trying to think of how many times someone has gotten injured on a team at the very beginning. I have seen it happen right. like once, but we're talking like out of years. Right. I mean, we're talking one clear example of a team that lost the games because partly they were not allowed to compete. But again, that programming was different because it was always six competing at the same time. Right. right. So for example... <clears throat> no, I like that, dude. I like that. Especially if you set up your... If you put the all-person events on day one. Maybe the first event, is that's it. The first event of the weekend is the six-person relay. Yeah. Right? Now, here's, here's one thing I, I put as a caveat. The three men and three women, those events cannot be single modality tests. Okay. For one, it doesn't stack a team greater than the other. You got one person who's a great whatever. But two, it doesn't destroy a team if they are say someone does get hurt at the very beginning they cannot sub it doesn't ruin them because if it's a single modality test where it's total weight combined uh total time for a monostructural test or total reps completed for gymnastics like if you got two or three like it doesn't matter anymore it's over so not and i don't want to highlight specialists it's a team competition um, I do like the fact that if, especially when you do the three men, three women, let's say one of those athletes gets hurt in the first part. So now still everyone has to compete. Yeah. Um, if it's, if it's a, you know, whatever, two people are working, one person has to hold something or hold a handstand or right. whatever that right. thing is Right. where it's like, okay, now as a team, the other two have to make up with this other person to stand up. They don't have the one exactly. leg that they can use on. They can do their handstands, so they're doing handstands exactly. the entire time. And everybody else has to go, so they can still kind of play. Again, yeah. it's great because it lowers the chance of someone getting screwed just yeah. because. We don't want to program it to where you can't actually complete or compete at all because you needed a third. It's just now two people are going to have to do the work of three. However you want to program that, it's on you, the programmer, to figure that out. Yeah, and it's not and that again, hard. And again, having this lined out, it allows the whoever's going to be programming, someone that is extremely passionate in, <coughs> in competition. Look over here. I'm just saying <laughs> that that person now can use that and utilize that and be like, okay, if you know what you have to do, if you have your parameters, you can do it. It does. It's not just complete all right well let's come up with something good now you know all right and it's and it i mean in all reality it's only that first day after that you can kind of get back to all of the other yeah normal sort of events that you're going to be programming right and look it yeah injuries happen in sports something may happen later your team might not be able to compete because maybe you lost uh whatever like one girl she was on the pair one after the next whatever it's just how it works okay so Going forward, right, you have set style events in certain places where the programming fits the team. So now you can use people where you want to. So say event five, four comes out and that's the four person co-ed team, two and two. You look at your people, it's like, all right, what's the best four person we can make? Cool. That's us. Then you look at the set, then the pair one that's on that same day. And you're just like, oh, damn. I'm actually better at that one, but she's worse at this one, but she's like, or he's also bad at like, and that's, that's how you used to do regionals. It was six events. It was a four person, two person, like throughout the weekend. I think there was three events that happened like that or, or that was the six and it made it much more 
strategic on how you pick your team, right? How you assemble those people, how you navigate that through the weekend. Because you could be lined up for the four person and realize, and we did this, uh, we did this in 2011, where I would say the day before or the week before we switched one of our girls uh, at the last minute with different events. We're like, we were, you know, we're watching the landscape. We're like, hey, nobody's finishing this. I know you're better at this one, but like, since nobody's finishing this, you're actually going to be better here. You're just the only one that could do muscle ups. Now it doesn't matter. Like, no, <laughs> the muscle ups don't matter. So, right. Um, okay. So, quarterfinals has six events, semifinals has six events, three men, three women, relay or waterfall. Um, something where it tests everyone individually. A, a full, like, a weak link chain test is important for the team. It's a team thing, it's how it works. Four-person mix, two-person mix. The two people that are in that one are did not compete in the four-person one. And then a four-person event that has two subs. Again, it's not they're on the floor at the same time. They're sequestered in a box at the end of the floor. And one of the guys like, I need to switch out. And then they come in, right? You got to tag them in. So it's always four people working at the time, but two people are on the, the back end, right? At the games... I said double the events, but not necessarily the style of events. So here's what I wanted to do. I only actually want to see one, three, and three, because that puts a lot of pressure on nobody getting hurt, right? And they're two separate events, and it's two genders, and like I don't want too many of those where only half the people are competing, right? I put two of those. I put one of the relays. I just want one. That's usually how they did the games, but I want six of the four person, two person. That's a total of six. So here's, here's the fun part there. You've got four person mix, and then you use the two people who didn't do it in the next event. They're back to back. There's three sets of those, and you can never use the same four or the same pair twice. Yeah. And that's an old school regional callback. Yeah. So you can never have the same four and you can never have the same two and it always has to be different. And now every single person gets a taste of a four-person mix with different lineup and a two-person mix with different lineup. You cannot have the same four or the same two in any of those windows. And then you have two of the four-person mixed with subs. And those are your 12 events. Um. Okay, so it's just uh, just building off of the quarter semis format. Right, right, right. I I like the idea um of having I think it's important to make that four person two person thing where you alternate through all of the spots. Yeah. Um you know with the two person, you know, you have your four person here and then you have your two person event and you one time you're here, one time you're here, one time you're here. Yeah. I I think that that's great because I think it's important for everyone to be in that position. And I think a lot of people are thinking they need to look at that as that doesn't mean it's the exact same type, like same three events. No. Yeah. They're totally different, yeah. but it's just your position in that. So it's not someone's doing muscle ups and, and thrusters and the other ones are doing how many hands, uh, right. You know, dead like at regionals, I think one year it was, uh, it was like a pair did Diane, a pair did Amanda and a pair yeah. did something else like the, the lifting ladder or something. Right, like that. right, right, right. 
No. Um, so, I mean, they could be, I mean, again, for everyone that's thinking about this, that four person, two person can be vastly different. It can be a sprint. It could be a longer one. It could be um, a heavier one, a lighter, whichever. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be, and it shouldn't be yeah. the exact same sort of setup. So that, yeah. that does definitely switch that position. Mm-hmm. Um, how does the, so that's only, that's three of the events out of your 12. Technically it's six. Because a four-person counts as one event, the two-person counts as another event, and we do three of those. So that's six. Oh, oh, oh. Okay? okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. Then you have a three-person, three-person relay, and then the four-person with subs, I think I have three of those. Yeah. Okay. So, so I want more four-person co-ed with subs. I like the action there, the strategy. I want more four-person, two-person, mix and match. Everybody can't be the same. And then very few isolated three men, three women, all six, because that's when injuries could come into play or or over strengths. You know, something. So do, do you see uh, using those still at the front end, uh, if not the first day of the competition, the all people? So, so if you do need to, it's just like we do with the semis. Yeah. That if you need to be able to have the alternate, mm-hmm. you can pull that alternate in. Or do you have an alternate if you're doing the four and two? Nope. So you so so Miranda's knee blows out. Put her on the two. Or put her on the four, right? And program something where, hey, lady, <laughs> do all the wall ball shots. <laughs> Or, or whatever. But like I said earlier, is like we're not going to 100% prevent injury from disrupting someone's team competition. Uh, a part of sport is, is that, right? You lose your starting quarterback. Yes, they can still play the game, but come on, right? I cannot 100% guarantee. No different than, I don't know. Yes, other sports can play because they have big teams, but this is a different sport. It's not the same thing. I, I agree. I just say I feel that there needs to be a way. Um... And I mean, and I think you could be, I think you could do exactly what, what you said. You're six person, basically running four people max at a time. Yep. Um, you have your first, you know, you have your, your big waterfall event. You have your, your two, uh, three person, all male, all female teams in the beginning on the front end. So in case anyone does get hurt later, yeah, that you can put someone in and that, that could be set up in a way programming wise where it's like, okay. Can't, let's say someone does get hurt, right? Would they be able to compete in here? Because I, I do think it's important to be able to have an alternate in there somehow. Um, I I don't I don't I don't disagree. I again at the beginning, uh, I, I, the hard line. It's hard. It's hard to set it up for sure. Right, hundred um, percent. You could do something where the, the only path I've I've thought of where someone gets hurt. Can we please use our alternate? The only thing I could think of is you would say yes, but you must lose your highest finish place score. So you get a zero? Yeah. Shit, just take a zero on the next one then. Exactly. But you get more after that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the only way. You like you have like if you if you injured yourself, right? Because if you don't do, there's no other real way to use the alternates outside of the six that we're giving you. 
that is not going to create a bigger, devious problem on the back end unless you penalize the team significantly to bring this person in the competition. You didn't stay healthy. You got hurt. You like you, you are responsible for your own physical well-being. accident or no accident. It doesn't matter. It's no different than using tainted supplements because you didn't get them like thousand dollar tested, which I, it's that sucks. And I, you know, but that's it. You have, it has to be something like that. Or say you lose a hundred points, something. It has to be something. It's got to be something drastic. It, exactly. Because then because you get rid of like, Hey, can you be, can you, you, we are losing right. our number one, our best score. We won that event and now we don't have that event. Yeah. So are you really hurt? Or the mathematicians of the group are going to be like, okay, we're so far, we're this much behind. Our best score was actually only eighth place. So we'll take a zero on that one. So instead of, we could do a lot better on this next one. So we're going to bump us up a little bit, but you're right. It's got to be drastic enough so that those points are going to be like, well, you just didn't slide in with all yeah. rainbows on that. Yeah. Right. It's got to be some sort make of- it a, uh, Whatever it is you want to make it up. If you do want to go that route, I don't. But the only thing yeah. I thought of is it's a hundred point penalty to use a, to use an alternate. The other person can never come back in. That goes for both alternates. I like that. I like I I I, I like that. I'll it's take like that. all right. You want to use your alternate? It's a hundred points. Hundred points, and you, that person, other person's done. All right. If that if that's the direction they would want to go, then I'll yeah I'll sign off on that. I'll still press on with that not being. In mind, but like that, that's why we wanted the conversation is like, listen, I want the alternates to be a part of it too. I just don't want to deal with the other bullshit. And Cocky was saying something about all these rules. This is my point is that we're not making a lot of rules. We're actually, we're defining a lot of things. This actually makes the season easier. But when you bring in the alternate situation, that's when the mess and the muddy gets, it's in there. But if it's just 100 points for an alternate, okay. Yeah. Let's weigh our pros and cons. We weren't going to win. Because we lost our person, but we still get to compete. And that's why we paid a lot of money to be here, which is usually why people want to continue with an injured athlete. Say for NorCal, that's a special example. Stop using that to bolster your arguments out there, people. That was a unique situation and they got fucked. We agree. But there are a lot of times where you could have a team. I mean, look at how the teams kind of work. Like you usually have these large, uh, there's some vast distances between the top tier teams and then the next tier teams and then the next tier team. So you could have a relatively top tier team that, okay, maybe they're third, fourth, fifth, but it keeps them in the top 10 because they still get to keep competing. Yeah. I mean, when you have teams that are a hundred points over somebody and I'm not talking just the best of the best, but I mean, if you want them to stay up towards the top, that allows you to at least stay in the game. Are you going to win it? No, you're not, but you wouldn't win because you hurt your person. Your person got hurt. So you can't make it to where that they're going to win. Right. Right. Um, you have to be able to to have that uh, that black mark means something, mm-hmm. but you still get to limp through. I mean, I it's very hard. I don't hate it, honestly. Yeah, dude. Actually, the more we talk about, because at semifinals, if you lose a hundred points, you're not making the games. No. At the cross of games, if you lose a hundred points, you're not so winning maybe the games. Eighth place. Right. You know, or or tenth place. Well, the NorCal that. probably could have won the games. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's that's my team thing. Now, 
here's where I'm going back to my regional citizenship competition um, concept. One, as we said in the beginning of the show, this creates more unification worldwide of Northeast, Northwest teams only from that area, Europe, Africa, Asia, South America, and Oceania. It creates a somewhat of a camaraderie between that, right? This is a whole nother show, but to lean back on our last show of Inside the Leaderboard, the big concept change, in this type of format, you could actually implement a strength of field calculation. You could actually, because everybody's competing out of the same region, right? you can actually create a games allocation strength of field if everybody's coming out of their citizenship region. That's for another time, but you could do that. Instead of saying, you guys got five, 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 six, two, one, and three. It's like, you can earn them just like everybody else. Everybody gets one. You're all coming out of the same region. Your region is now ranked on the quarterfinals. And then maybe for you, it's, do we just base it off quarterfinals performance or do we add in the open? Maybe we just say quarterfinals, whatever. Quarterfinals be pretty freaking gnarly, wouldn't it? <clears throat> anyway, that's in the time. Here's where I think the best part is going to be. What is the biggest problem at the CrossFit Games when announcing the teams or watching teams? And what does everybody say? Who is who? We don't know. Here's where the fun part. Every semifinal region will get a custom colored kit, meaning a jersey kit, to represent the semifinal region at which they're coming from. Northeast will have their own, Northwest, Asia, Europe, Africa, South America, Oceania. If you come from that semifinal, you will wear a custom designed semifinal kit that represents your semifinal region. So at the very least, we know where you're coming from. On top of that, the only damn thing you will have on your jersey is three freaking numbers the size of a football jersey on the front and on the back. For example, if you're coming out of North America East, you guys are all wearing blue. Team one qualified is 101 is member one. 102, 3, 4, 5, and 6. We know who the men are. We know who the women. The women are always 1, 2, and 3. The men are always 4, 5, and 6. And then the next team that qualifies starts at 110. And you're going to be 111, 112, 113. Now we know who is who. We can see them. We have a roster with the numbers printed on a freaking what was those things, programs that they used to give out of the CrossFit games back in the day? Yeah. And you know exactly, okay, I see the Europe, they're in black, yellow, and red. I know I just went to like full Germany right there, but like you get what I'm saying. It's like, we know who the European teams are. We know who the uh, North America East and West teams are. We see that on the field because we loved the Invitational. And now we can see who's out there representing their semifinal region with big ass numbers and no freaking names. We don't need that. We know who the Dallas Cowboys are. They don't have Dallas Cowboys written on their jersey. It's a color, it's a number, and it's a damn star on the side of their helmet. <laughs> Bring that to that. Because after semifinals, what is going to be the coolest thing everybody is waiting for? What are the team kits going to look like this year? They will change every single year. They'll be custom made, custom designed, and they'll represent their semifinal. Now the team competition is looking cool too. 
I, I hope Goruck has a lot more than just light tan and brown colors. <laughs> yeah, black and <laughs> the old, old noble black and gray. Don't worry, guys. Year year six will bring in the blue. Uh, total derail. By the way, I'm so stoked. Congratulations to Goruck. Congratulations. Congratulations to the Goruck. I can't think of a better partner that to bring into the CrossFit space as a whole. They're basically born in this community. They've they've done things their own way through hard work, dedication, and grit. Goruck personifies the old school CrossFit days. Uh, and I'm so freaking pumped for Goruck. Yeah. So pumped. I think it's rad. I, uh, I think it's great that, uh, Jimmy got to do the, Jimmy Letchford got to do the whole meeting with the, yeah. the group. I mean, Jimmy, I got my level one at, with Jimmy. Oh, did you really? Hey, way back in the day. Yeah. 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 So he was, he was one of the instructors, uh, when I, when I got mine down in San Diego. And so it's cool seeing him at, at different times. I actually talked to him. Uh, the last time I was at the games and I saw him at like the Go Ruck booth, and we were talking like, "What's up, dude?" He's like, "Yeah, well, I'm with, you know I'm with Go Ruck now." I'm like, "Dude, that's cool." Yeah, but I just love that. That I think that one of the nice things about it is it's that military flavor, which is something that OG CrossFit had. Yep, you know, it was that OG that OG's feel. So I think that's really cool. But getting back to the to the jerseys, I think that that is something that has always been, um, as especially as a commentator, as a broadcaster. You got to be able to see who these people are. And are when it awful. comes to the teams, nobody knows who anybody is. And I and I, I, I am sorry for the athletes that are high end and the top five in the world. We don't know who all of your names are. Like we, we don't we don't see you guys all the time. We know them on the individual element, but not on the team element. So you're right. It's in, it's extremely important mm-hmm. to be able to get people fired up about who is who. One, it helps the uh, the MC that's on the floor to be able to tell all the people that are watching the, in the crowd what's going on, and for the broadcast to see and to tell who's doing what. Yeah, you know, and we can then say not the guy with the you know the guy with the blonde hair and the girl with the brown hair wearing the blue shirt. We right. can tell you who they are now. It's and it's an easy call up too because like I know they're wearing North America East. I'm going to click on my spreadsheet. They're 120. That like it's so quick. Yeah. Now, here's the fun part with the kit idea. Some of my favorite, well, biggest letdowns, but favorite times is what is the, what are the countries going to wear? What is the USA going to wear at the Olympics every four years? I'm often disappointed. Tommy Hilfiger or whoever it is now, Nautilus, I don't know who it is now, but like do better. Like you see these other teams that are just like, fuck, like we should be doing the most gaudy American flag like Elvis, stuff. like just wear Captain America outfits for crying out loud. I don't care. Obviously, a little bias in that statement right there, but it's like we're going to wear deep blues and a scarf that nobody knows, and there's some red and white in the neck. We should be dressed like the fucking Statue of Liberty in an American flag, holding a torch and whatever, like bald eagle. Like that's how we should go out to the Olympics. And so, what I want to see at the games is regional kits that represent those areas in the world. And for fun, maybe every year you have a contest. There are thousands of people in this space that are insanely creative. Don't make it on GoRuck. How about you deliver? There's a submission contest. Every year, someone can submit their designs of what the kits would look like, color scheme, whatever. And then either the public picks or GoRuck picks, but then you unveil that. And maybe if you win, right? Say you submitted the design for the team kits for the year. Shit, make the individuals have them the same ways. But you get 
a VIP to the game. thing yeah. to the games. Yeah, with, with that should be that should be like a no brainer. If you're the one that like designs something like that and everyone gets fired up on it, yeah, yeah, that's an that's an easy get. It makes it fun. It makes it easy to watch, easy to see, easy to understand. Let alone we know what event is coming. And it involves the community. It involves the community. <laughs> community. Yeah. Your fan base, your support base for the sport of. Yeah. All right. So that gets us to and through the games. Now part B. Everybody wants the invitational comeback. Okay. We have technically seven semifinal regions, but in North America, it's East and West. If you guys remember old school invitational, it was USA and Canada. We're going to bring that back. So say sometime mid off season, we'll bring the invitational back. You'll get a representation of Oceania, Asia, Africa, South America, who am I? Uh, oh, who did I just North miss? America. North Canada. America. But that's six. Canada. Canada. Yeah. So you split East and West and you go USA, USA, Canada, Mexico, lower, or you join South America. Well, that's not South America. Whatever. Um, and Europe. Sorry. There. I forgot one. <laughs> that's seven. Okay. That's seven teams that you create out of the best individuals in those regions. Thank you, Nibby. To fill out the 10 roster, if you podium at the CrossFit Games, you get to take your team to the CrossFit Invitational and compete against the seven super team rosters. Do you think that those uh, that might ruin some of the other teams that were there? Can't pick them. You, it's your team. You can't take. You can't take from those teams. That's what I mean. They would probably have been on their country's team. Too bad. Now you go out and beat a country, <laughs> right? So the three teams we know that are going to. And here's the fun part, right? Hey, not only because then it's like we're not worried about the winner only. We're like, who's going to represent at the Invitational? Here's what I say. Seven, there's seven regions. Yeah. Top three teams from the games. That's what I said. I thought you said the top one. I said no, 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 no. I said top three. Oh, top, okay, top three. Good. Yeah. That makes it 10. That's, yeah, exactly. That makes it 10, right? They're nice, nice, concise setup. Yeah. Right. And so now we're like, oh, who's going to podium? It's not even that anymore, right? Who's going to win is cool. Who's going to podium is okay. But now it's like, who is going to qualify for the invitational? Now we have the podium. Now we know the three teams that will be represented at the CrossFit Invitational. And then the unveiling thing comes down later is that now we know the other seven super teams that will be competing from US, Canada, Latin America, uh, Europe, Africa, Australia, and Asia and Oceania. Now we have 10 teams all going at it on a two-day competition. Six events, same little format, and we get double the fun with more on the line during the team season. And we get the invitational back. Man, I like that. When do you think that that would fit? Where do you, where do you see that in the season? Ooh, uh, it was usually in what, October? So that was like rogue invitational times, maybe November? 
Yeah. Games ending in August. You got September, October to kind of deload. Gives us a few times to to find some people, figure out who popped or didn't pop at the CrossFit Games individually. And then you have, uh, yeah, November between Halloween and Thanksgiving. So say the second weekend of November. Yeah, that'd be fun. Right? Dude, I love I love this. I would... Man, and then we see who who really get is some heat one get some heat one gambling on oh, that dude could you imagine Are you kidding me I'd be who I, I would vote for I would honestly I would vote for a games team over any continent yeah just because of the continuity I mean like you'd have badasses on those con I mean you know look at the teams that like have been on those on those invitational teams like yeah. it's like it's the who's who of CrossFit right and it's always been that way but. They don't always work out together. They don't train together. They don't have that same continuity. Yeah. I think that would be. Halpin, this is one of your worst takes you've had. Did you not listen to anything we said at the beginning of the show? <laughs> I don't think he was here yet. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he was here yet. Um, Six individuals do not make a good team. It's been proven. We've seen it. We've seen so it. So many times. Now, not every team has Rich Froning on the other side of the, the fence, but still. Man. Yeah, that would be fun, dude. I like that little cabot you threw in there. Yeah, all right. I think, we're, I think we're, we're pretty solid all the way. Yeah. Through. I think the only things we talked about back and forth on was declaring before the open and somehow getting the alternates involved, which I'm not opposed to. Yeah. I think we said is like you get one alternate if, if, I say, if it's I, injury I, related. I say we throw that into the mix because that will shut everybody up. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's drastic enough of a result. Okay. That it's like, okay, yeah, you know, you have an alternate. Yeah. And you're now is it you can use the alternate at any time? You'll just lose a hundred points if you bring him in and not just for injury. Doesn't count on the first event, obviously. Right. Um because like if you if you put the stipulation as only for injury, that again opens the door to Oh, my chest. I can't do the bench press workout coming up. Well, I or just be like, hey, you want to bring him in? Fine. 100 points. 100 points. Is that other person done? Done. Okay. Cannot return. You get one alternate switch for both men and women. Each one would be. <clears throat> All right, Halpin. Then you're. I, I think, yes. You're more delusional than we already thought. I was on earlier in a post rich fronting team. I don't see it. Well. Fair. This is an opinion based. My opinion is that you're wrong. <laughs> Barry, welcome to the show. We already said this. <laughs> but I'm glad you're here. Let's recap for Barry. But hey, Mike, we'll still use it for the uh, all the uh, strength of field for the teams that we set up. Yeah, like numbers aren't opinion-based, right? That's the best part. <laughs> oh, what is it? Someone said is like numbers are the closest you get to the word of God. Well, have you ever heard that phrase? I have. I have. I mean, if you go by the creative, like the word of God is the final say, numbers don't lie. <laughs> True that. True that. So, <laughs> that's why I like numbers. <laughs> uh, okay. Recap. Three, two, one, go. Before the open starts, you get three men on the roster, three women on the roster, and one alternate of each. Bill would like you to declare your team. And only go the team route during the open. Mine is that happens at quarterfinals. 
For quarterfinals and semifinals, you will have six events using those six people. You'll have a three-person male event, three-person female event, all six-person relay-style event. You'll have a four-person mixed event, two and two. The two that didn't compete will compete in a two-person mixed event. That's five. The final event would be a four-person mixed event, while the other two can be subbed in at any time, and those can be switched out at all times during the event. That's the same for quarterfinals and the same for semifinals. The only teams you can compete on will be relative to your citizenship. So if you live in North America East, you can only compete on North America East teams. You cannot go worldwide searching for the best super team. You must compete out of your designated semifinal region, just like the individuals. Once you qualify to the CrossFit Games, every semifinal regional team will have their own design semifinal regional competition kit color schemes, whatever, all different, but all the same for the semifinals. Only large, readable block numbers on the front and the back of the jersey will be legible for that. You'll double the events from semifinals and quarterfinals from 6 to 12. You'll have one three-person male event, one three-person female event, six-person relay water style, waterfowl style event. You'll have a four-person team, two-person team, Four, two, four, two, right? The same four can never compete on a four person team event as well as the same two on the other person team event. Then you'll have three, three, four person with sub events throughout the weekend. Once the competition is over at the CrossFit Games, the top three teams on the podium automatically qualify for the CrossFit Invitational, where the next seven teams will be filled out from super teams made up of individuals at the games choosing from US, Canada, South America, Europe, Africa, Asia, and Oceania. And that is how you fix the team competition. Because then it matters and people want to watch and be involved. It's that it's that easy. Yeah. But just as you're showing with your passion with this, it takes someone that is specifically passionate about the teams and making it something. Let me ask you this. Do you think the, the teams are going to be moved? Like the other <sighs> divisions? Yes, Corey. They there. Fixed it. Uh, I think if you do it like that, they can be. Yeah. Right. But then again, then don't have an invitational. Right. If you, if you. Cause that's kind of what it is. If it's a separate competition. Oh, I see. Right. I like having it with the individuals. It's more people there, more eyes, more things going. Very old school CrossFit individuals and teams. Uh, Alyssa, how many teams would be right now? It's the same as it is 30 and however they designate that. Um, as we said earlier, is like in this semifinal allocated format that you can only compete in the semifinal region of which you have citizenship or you live in. This could in fact bring the strength of field calculations into effect where you allocate team spots based off the strength of field, um, for worldwide quarterfinals finishes or something along those lines. Yeah. 
Um, I, I hope that they don't move the team. I hope the same for the same thing because we are, we're starting to get those uh, individual athletes that are moving over to the team area. Now we're having more of those athletes that are doing that. Yeah. And I still think it's a great time for those athletes to still be relevant in the sport, be able to keep their sponsorships, be able to have a lot of eyes on them, be able to push a lot of um, awareness of different products and, and, and different things within our space. So I think that that's, it's good to keep all those athletes in there and yeah. keep that, keep that whole thing together. And the other thing with this, knowing, I mean, it will be interesting to see what this, uh, what it looks like this year um, with the arena. Yeah. Um, how they're able to move f- between team events and individual events and, you know, the areas that they're going to be doing that in. So especially if they if they were to hold true to some sort of a, a an event foundation or an event uh, yep. table of contents that you had there. So <laughs> I like it, though. Thanks. I still I, I my <laughs> biggest my biggest thing, honestly, is I think people need to pick early. Of whatever it is. Yeah, I agree. Biggest thing for all of them. I agree. I think the easiest position to do it would be quarterfinals because that's when we're doing it, anyways. I I, I think I don't think it would change anything, honestly. I just think that it would, just like what they're when they're looking at the numbers at the quarterfinal level. Right, but if you wanted to be on the open individual leaderboard because that's the fun of the open, would you not be able to be on it? I think you could be on both. I think you could. I think they could show everybody. But then you could you could extrapolate over and see what here are your teams. Yeah. And then you could have the the uh I think you could have here's the here's everybody that's competing. And then here's what the actual leaderboard is for the people that are gonna be qualifying, your top twenty five going into quarterfinals. Because I don't I don't want Tia bumping someone out because Yeah. Her score is great for if. <clears throat> well, that's what I'm saying. Is like you have to declare at quarterfinals because, like, even it. But like I said, in the open, it doesn't matter. It. I just want. I want people thinking that way. I Unless think- you use the open as the points allocation, then I would say yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> so. I like it. Cocky. Would it be more exciting if there was one or two teams eliminated after each workout March Madness brackets? No. No. We saw that in 2019. That got a little rough. But that was my gut reaction. Maybe not after each event. (sighs) The reason I don't like that is because you can have a team that's going to be really good. And if the events are, are set a particular way, then that yeah. would change what your outcome is. And I don't think it should be that way. Yeah. I think it should be that everyone's competing so that everyone's competing. Yeah. Clock, hardly any teams represent affiliates. That's why we're not calling it the affiliate cup. <laughs> we're just calling it a team competition. CrossFit's too big to have that. Now. Yeah, it's done. That's dead. Um, all right. That's what we got. Hope you guys liked it. Give us your feedback. Give us your opinions. And uh, yeah, that's it. That's it. If you guys, uh, again, go download download the Heat One app. If you're getting ready for Wadapalooza, which we'll, I guess will be starting six days from now. Yeah, you believe that? Next Thursday. Uh, there'll be some live coverage. I don't know the extent of it. Uh, Bill and I will be getting to sit at home together watching for the first time since 2015. 
<laughs> yeah, cool. Awesome. Cool. <laughs> You'll be able to see us over on Sevon's podcast. But yes, that just makes us more available for the Sevon podcast that I'm sure we'll be doing pre-shows for every event, post-shows to every event. Uh, live on site, Coffee Pods and Wads with Pedro will be there at the podcast day. So if you guys are in Miami, do that. Uh, Shut Up and Scribble with Taylor and JR will also be there for live podcasts, I believe, every morning. Uh, to start the day, go to the OG Culture booth. We've got our new swag there on site. We'll be there at Wadapalooza. If you guys are a supporter of the show on Patreon, thank you so much. Uh, we are, well, I guess adding our workout of the day or workout of the week back for yeah. you guys. I'm building those up. Right uh, Bill's building his. I'm building mine. We'll post those up. If you guys support us on Patreon, first of all, thank you so much for supporting us more than you already do every day when you listen to us. But you guys do get an exclusive discount just for you at the OG Culture website and as well as if you add some socks into your shopping carts online and use a new code that everybody has been emailed. If you didn't get it, then you probably aren't a paying member (laughs) as much as you think and you get a free pair of socks as you do that. But uh, again, thank you guys so much. I'm excited for 2024 uh, for Pedro's like, we're going to take it over. <laughs> yeah. We're going to collectively take it over. It's uh it's been great. We're going to get back into the grind, a bit more uh, secure schedules to go forward. And uh, other than that, thank you guys so much, uh, Bill. Happy new year. Have yourself a great weekend. You guys see you next time. <laughs>